All right, welcome back to the Art Bystander. My name is Roland Philippe Kretschmar, and I'm really, really excited uh, today because uh, this conversation is going to be an eye opener, I guess, for a lot of people because we're going to move in the intersection of art, fashion, design, entrepreneurship, uh, and much more. So, with me today, I have Erik Torstensson, who is uh, not only a fellow Swede, but also a multi talented entrepreneur, creative director, photographer, and investor. He grew up in Sweden, but later moved to London at um, the age of 19, where he later, uh, together with his business partner, friend Jens Grede, established Saturday Group, which grew into a leading uh, global fashion and beauty marketing group, working with brands such as Louis Vuitton, Calvin Klein, Montclair, and H&M. Eric also served as editor-in-chief of Man About Town, launched GQ Style, and debuted Industry Magazine, while building a career in photography and art direction in the same time. And then later, Eric and Jens launched Frame, basically a passion project that quickly evolved into a globally successful brand. And a decade later, Frame is defining the culture of everyday dressing and is spearheaded by Eric's leadership and creative vision. And then in addition, since this is not enough, Eric is also an investor uh, in, in various companies and has been recognized in the Business of Fashion 500 list. And in his personal life, he enjoys furniture design, interiors, and collecting art and photography. He currently lives in New York with his partner, Nathalie Massenet, who founded Neta Portier and is also one of the fashion world's most iconic entrepreneurs, and their son, Jet. And here we are, uh, Eric. I don't know, for how long should I continue with this introduction? <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. It was very... Uh... Battering, keep going. It's, it's great <laughs> for my little, my little Swedish ego for sure. Thank you for having me. It's, it's nice to see you. It's been it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, and um, you know, I, I guess that you're used to these kind of introductions. Um, but it's 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 hard to summarize. I mean, how many years have you kind of built your career now? Twenty five years. I mean, uh, it, you've done so many different things throughout the years. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I thought about this the other day because I'm. Coming to an age now, I guess we both are, where uh, I was talking to my son and he is learning how to skateboard. He's five years old. I, I live vicariously through him, you know, because I grew up in a farm in Sweden where skateboarding wasn't so easy. So now I try to give him all the opportunities to do so. And then I was about to say, you know, 20 years ago when I did this, and then I was like, oh, hang on. Now I have to say 30 years ago when I did this, when it comes <laughs> to skateboarding and being 14. And it was my, the first time I said 30 years ago. But uh, I guess, yeah, over 20 years been going and, and, and uh, yeah, I've done many different things, I guess, because I'm not particularly good at one thing. It's kind of my <laughs> philosophy. Well, it's like, so I have to, I have to multitask um, and, and hopefully the sum of all is something. Uh, yeah. Because the, the yeah, I, I thought about actually this morning when I was going to talk to you that, because I often get that it's hard to define exactly what I do or what I don't do. And I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed just as much being very, very good at one thing and like having painted the same painting for 20 years, but it's just not who I am. It's, mm. it's, it's, I have very short attention spans. So. so let's see how, how long I can keep your attention today then. <laughs> no, no, this is, <laughs> I get to talk about myself. It's, you know, I'm an only child and a Capricorn. It should not be a problem. <laughs> That's great. But listen, I'm actually not here today to speak so much about fashion and your your kind of ventures in the fashion industry. I'm curious great. to unbox a bit 
your relationship to art. And I, I thought quite extensively about like, what should be my first question? And I actually landed in this kind of pretty open, maybe impossible question to answer, like, what is art to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what is the meaning of life? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Casual opener. Okay. Um, but interesting. Well, I think, yeah, like art is life in a way, but I think art for me takes many shapes and forms, much like you described my career. On one level, you know, I'm a fan, a big time fan, and this is often how I entered most actually of my different types of industries from beginning with graphic design into branding and then fashion and photography or whatever it might be in art. I'm, I'm a fan. And then luckily, because I'm a fan, I, I, I digest a lot of information. When I like something, I become very intense around it, which is a typical sort of ADD thing. Um, so I'm a fan. And then, yes, a collector to a certain extent of the things I'm a fan of, because then I can participate and learn and interact. And this again have become the same way with with, with everything I've, I've I've been a part of. And then, but I, I always have an urge also to not just be a spectator. I really want to be part of things. Mm -hmm. And because my whole life it's about making things or executing things or coming up with an idea and seeing it through. I'm therefore also very now as I've moved sort of into my maybe third chapter in my my career as I'm getting older, very interested in seeing like what can I also make. Yeah, uh, which is I know a sort of dangerous ground because I come from a very untraditional background when it comes to art. But th this has happened to me so many times over with different industries that that when people say you can't do it, I I must do it. It's like a weird, it's almost like an illness. I I, I want to make I don't know what form it's going to be, and I'm starting to flirt with it now. Which I told you, I don't know what it will be exactly. It might take me five years before anything is ever executed properly but I, I am flirting with the idea of making art heavily at the moment and let's sure. pause there and get back to that a bit later um because i i want to kind of deep dive a bit more into that but before uh, i am curious you, you posted on instagram this morning richard avedon yeah. uh, a post about him about a specific uh photograph that you have in your home office and that you are yeah. now part of this exhibition and book at uh, gagosian can you um explain to the listeners what what are we talking about here <laughs> well it is uh yeah i can because i kind of I, i've been close to this project for some time so richard avedon which not just you know it's everyone's favorite photographer fashion photographer photographer in general of course uh would have been 100 years old this year and uh the richard avedon foundation together with my dear friend derek blasberg and the gallery gagosian have curated this exhibition when they asked 150 different people uh, to pick one image of Mr. Avedon's archive and they would curate the show around that. So it goes from everyone, people he worked with to people who are fans like myself and one way or so connected to him. And, and the opening of this was last night. It was, I mean, it's an extraordinary uh, exhibition if you're, if you're a fan of his work. And I think it's also easily digestible for anyone because it is images, right? So, and it really depicts, uh, you know, part of American sort of history, everything from politicians to Marilyn Monroe to Michael Jordan and fashion images. So, um, and then they made a book. So yeah, everyone that picks picks a picture, they hang the picture and then you have a little little say in the book why you pick that picture. And for, for me, one 
you know, I was very humbled and honored to be a very, very small part of this uh, because Mr. Avedon specifically had meant a lot to me. I, I was always very attracted to his images from a very, very early days of, of doing this. And several times in my career, he's kind of been pivotal. But when I was used to have a creative agency, we, we launched, or we came up with this idea around the website called Mr. Porter. That was sort of the men's version of Netaporte, also how I met my girlfriend. Um, uh, Mr. Avedon was like literally the muse of this. It was like, I picked one image. It was actually this image that was going to re represent Mr. Porter sort of forever. And, and, you know, that project changed my life. It was very successful, but it also was sort of personally successful. Um, and, you know, I have written articles about him in the magazines and, you know, I, I like how he dresses. I like how he is as a man. I study how he moves on set. You know, all You're this kind fan. of stuff. He's, he's, You're a fan. I, I'm a fa again. I'm, I'm a fan, and I think I think overall, all the time, yeah, a, a lot of that is, yeah, that I am a fan, and I think a lot of people actually being successful in different industries starts as fans because you are, you want again, like you want to participate. We, myself and Jens, once used to have a magazine called Industry Magazine that was literally because we were fans of the fashion industry and we wanted to be part of that industry and by by interviewing all our heroes, we got to experience that. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm like a fat marketing vehicle, right? In a way, it, it was <laughs> very, very good because no one, no one cares about an art man or sorry, not an art man, but advertising guy. Yeah. But everyone cares about an editor in chief. Yeah, <laughs> this was an early hack. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, really for works. how long is this exhibition uh, ongoing at Kagoshan then? Oh, I probably should know that, but I have no idea. I know it opened yesterday. I think everyone, if anyone listens, should definitely go and see it. It was very, very impressive uh, and get the book. And um, So, yeah, so besides um, Avedon, what other kind of, I mean, photographers or other fine artists have you been a fan of or are you a fan of? Uh, well, photography, it was, when it comes to fashion, it was him and uh, Helmut Newton very early on that I, I mean, this is like, you know, it's the, yeah, it's the A-listers, right? Like, it's very obvious. And in, then, you know, in, in current ages, there's many who were important when I sort of grew up and that I also got to work with later, where I was very lucky, you know, the the David Sims and Jürgen Tellers and so forth. And, and you know, I'm also a fan of Eddie Sliman, big time, that I also got to work with as a photographer, but also as an all-around creative, very impressive, as a fashion designer, photographer, merchandiser, so forth. Um which is, I think, what is the sort of modern creative director nowadays. It's not just about, if you're in fashion, it's not just about making clothes, of course. It's about literally the totality of, of, of the DNA you can transport to the consumer. Um, but then when it comes to art, again, there's a lot of blue chip people. It sounds very sort of obvious, and everyone will say the same with William de Kerning and, and Cy Tomley and, and, and so forth. But in my own sort of collecting, if you will, which, of course... Um, it's not so. It's easy to love Cy Tomley, but it's very hard to collect Cy Tomley oh, uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> How ambitious uh, you are! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, there, I kind of have. Uh, I, I'm in, again. I like. I'm enormously non-strategic. <laughs> A lot of things I do. Nativity has served me well often because I just try. Um, and so, with sort of the collecting part, I guess I have. You know, I have a few sort of blue ship things that I've managed to 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 add and it's the you know around abstract expressionism with the you know Helen Frankenthaler very starter William de Koenig uh you know stuff um but then there's like a like sort of the another sector of of uh, 
Uh, I have a few Ron Gorchovs, you know, I, I like American artists. I have, I'm dear friends with Vito Schnabel. So I have some Junior Schnabel's work that I also think is great for sort of that, from that time. Vito is a great gallerist as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been very supportive. And then there's things I also like sort of sl slightly brutalist things. Like I, I, I have a, sc a stone sculpture by Hugo Rondione, this little man that I'm obsessed with. Uh, but then it swings to newer things as well. You know, you're in Sweden and everyone in Sweden at, at, any, at any point collected art had dealt with Carl Costial. So I've gotten, you know, some primary work with Carl down the early days with mm -hmm. Alex de Court and Alex Israel, you know, as a friend of mine. So it's like, it's a wide range. And, and as I said, like I'm very extremely emotional mm -hmm. uh, and, and non-strategic when it comes to art. Some, How much are you curating kind of the placement of, of the art that you collect in your different homes? Uh, or is that also spontaneous? Or? It's kind of, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's a little bit like with interiors. I think you should, it's nice if it feels like it belongs to the houses in with the furniture in or whatever and with the air it's in. So for sure, you know, we have an English country house. Uh, the the works in there are slightly sort of warmer, and uh, a lot of Swedish. Some Swedish works, for example, feels like more closer to South sort of European base. Is how we connect with Europe and our family, and it kind of just happened that we have a lot of you know Swedish furniture there from Axel Einar Jort and stuff like that. Uh, so that makes sense. And now we're working on our New York. We're, we're in a forever process for our New York house. It's going to end up taking five years, and I think here things are. Yeah, more New York. I'm more American artist. It's more, it's a bit slicker. It's a bit more elevated. Um, so, so I, it kind of naturally happens, I think. Mm -hmm. But again, like I don't have a big strategy. I Sorry. guess it's like an energy that kind of creates the. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the same with the interiors. It's like it's more. You know, in in or 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 in the English country house, you want it to be warm, and you want it to feel like you can spill the red wine on the floor, and kind of if needed, and. I have a lot of like Svens 10 stuff that you will know of, like mixed in. And I think the best compliment we had about that house is that, again, like it feels like it feels warm and it feels like it's been here for a long time. I think that, you know, a New York townhouse, you, you want to create a slightly, it's a little bit more blue chip, if you will, and, and a little bit more uh, also where it is. Like it's on Upper East Side versus like now I'm in a rental in West Village and that feels different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think often when you, when you walk into, I, I like worlds, worlds mm -hmm. of things. It's yeah. like when you, you know, one of the one of my greatest experiences around photography was when I I became friends with Bruce Weber, who was another hero of mine, and I got to visit his homes in 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 both in Florida and in 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 upstate New York, or sorry, in in Montauk in New York. And and when it just struck me that like when you you walk into his home, you walk into his picture. Yeah, well, it, it is there. It's like there's the dogs, and there's the cute children, and there's the good looking <laughs> photo assistant, and like. And that I think is like it's the same with great artists. It's like you live it; they really live it, and that's not so common. Remember when you bought your first, let's say, important art piece? Yeah, we define important, but uh, emotionally important, financially, it doesn't matter. But kind of, yeah, I actually, I mean, the, yeah, yeah. The first, it wasn't that long ago, but the first was. It's funny, me myself and Jens bought via Carl Costial. Um, a marble sculpture by John Rathman and I think it was cute because we we got the same one and mm -hmm. it's kind of because we, we have worked together for so long and are such good friends it was nice that we like that was kind of our first entry into the art world as as beginning to be or beginners collectors and I think that was exciting 
for that reason. It, like, it means something. It was like the beginning of something. And then it's nice to see how you develop your taste and opinion over time. Um, I mean, I never, I never let go, sold anything over ever, but it's definitely, you know, there's things that you're more excited about now than, than them, which is very natural. It's the same with work or, you know, with anything really. I, I'm very, I like to move on and look forward. Like I'm not so, I don't want to look back so much. But I guess you're not this kind of, this kind of uh, free port um, kind of, uh, you know, collector that uh, buys no. store stuff in an airport somewhere. No, no, no. <laughs> I, it, 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 I couldn't be if I wanted to be even, to be honest. It's not where I am, where I am in life. Uh, uh, but uh, no, no, no. I, I collect art to live with it. It is really, uh, and, and I really love that. And I think that's kind of the general rule. I was... In that in some dinner conversation not so long ago when they wanted to us to go around the table and everyone was going to say like oh what's going to be the artist that will go up most in value that you believe in or something and I couldn't answer it because I have no idea like I don't look at it like that it's very and I don't mind I know a lot of, a lot of people look at it like that and it's it's more like an investment sport but but I, I have a very hard time. Like You're working that. in the creative industries as well. I mean, there's such a big connection to to the art world, and and let, we'll get back to that uh, a bit later as well. But um, I'm curious about um, your venture into photography. So you didn't start off as a photographer, but then you kind of gradually became a photographer. What kind of what made you uh, start to to also create the content? Yeah, it was. Uh... Kind of as easy as I've been, I had been an art director, creative director, whatever you call it, for some time. And what I noticed was, well, first of all, I mean, this is many years ago, but but on one level, like if I if we didn't have the budget, this is we did like advertising campaigns, right? So or fashion for advertising campaigns. If we didn't have the budget to work with the best, you know, the kind of it was a very little point because then you end up with like the average, and then I kind of saw the average, and I was like. It is not so much magic to this. Like I, you know, we kind of come up with the idea. I have secured the production budget, and then I give away a lot of money uh, to someone that might not deliver something extraordinary anyway. And for many years, just like art, like photography was held in this sort of mystique, where it's like you know, the photographer is something very, very special, and they they have this magic. And then at one point, I was like, hang on, it's like the light can come from the front side up here or back. Like that's kind of it. It was digital, you know. I had done photography in school. I was like, I, I kind of know the darkroom pros. I, I kind of know this. And then you get good assistance and the rest is opinion. Like, so you, yeah. this is, I really believe in this. Like, if I have an opinion of how I want it to be, just like a film director work with a lot of people, like, a, you know, a DOP or whatever to, to set the light. It's, it's the same thing. If I have an opinion, I can just as well do it. So the first ever shoot I did was literally because we needed more money for the model. And I was like, this more important we put in front of the camera than behind the camera. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it started. And then I really enjoyed it. And then I figured out, listen, it's like the art director is like just in the way. This is ridiculous. Like we don't, we don't I, I don't want to be, I don't, I've spent years just being annoying to people probably. Uh, so what matters is the photographer and I want to be the person that actually makes it, that matters, right? And and again, with my personality, photography is very gratifying because it's an immediate result. It's like you do the pre-production and then you get rewarded with the image immediately on the screen and again, because of my short attention span slash ADHD, this really suited me. So like, I get gratification fast. Hmm. Uh, and I like running a team and all that. So, yeah, so I, I, I can't. Do you find that you've found a style? Like, I mean, of course, if I look at you, like, uh, you know, if, uh, when I kind of observe what you do, I kind of see a red thread. But do you feel yourself that you have a clear 
clear Erik Torstensson style? No, and this is, I think, the problem in a lot of things actually uh, that I do because, or it is the challenge because I was trained for so many re- years to just do whatever, whatever someone paid. Like when when you work for when you work as a consultant and work for other companies, you know, I was, I'd, you know, I was thinking about Louis Vuitton in the morning and 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 Montclair in the afternoon and Balenciaga at night and Calvin Klein the next day, and you have to like, so you train yourself to quickly flip and understand different worlds and i think and that that again like my personality played into that as a strength because i like that to jump very quickly and to do different things so for my photography i think i'm very much an art director's photographer because i, I didn't spend you know 10 years developing my own style i just did what was necessary and and i still do so this is why i'm i don't think i'm a great photographer i think i can take pictures for commercial use and and you know i effectively hired myself a lot uh, I mean, I did other things. I did, you know, Super Vogue or No 32C and campaigns for for big brands and stuff. But but uh, but mainly it came to fruition when we started Frame because again we didn't have such a big budget. So in every possible way, we just tried to be scrappy and and, and do things ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so so therefore, I ended up doing a lot of the pictures for Frame. And also, I again, it comes down to budget. You know, I'll happily work for. 18 hours on set to get what we need as many images as we need and then you know sometimes you have a photographer that's like i'll do six images and you pay me a lot of money and i, I didn't want that for for our own brand we need we needed more so it was also like a survival how many, skill how many other brands or i mean have engaged you out i mean outside of your kind of universe well i, I you know at the time when we had the agency now i don't do any thing else and I happily would but I haven't pursued it because I don't really didn't feel like I needed to so much because frame keeps me busy but yeah I did stuff for you know the campaigns for theory for Calvin Klein and I shot the tutorials for both the agency, so, right? so it was always yeah, yeah yeah it was more during those times and then when we when we sold the agency stuff I, I decided to focus much more on on our own mm. uh, brands and, and therefore frame uh, mainly but I, I maybe I will again I'm not sure that's I kind a, of feel like that was a time. That's a chapter, and I think it's good to you. Cl- you close, not close the door, but you kind of move forward. Yeah, yeah, that's clear. So, I mean, there, there's clearly also a relationship between art and fashion and design, and you know, these words are kind of you know intermixed, and 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 uh, sometimes the lines are a bit blurry. And I, I know Louis Vuitton got a lot of shit for the latest campaign <laughs> from the art world, at least that they, they yeah. the feeling that they yeah. were kind of uh, taking advantage of. Um, of the artist and yeah. but anyways what is your relationship to art if let's say professionally speaking when you have built frame or uh other fashion companies or through the agency work i mean we have done several projects that is in the intersection where, where art meets fashion or where they collaborate actually one of the the when louis vuitton did this masters campaigns with def coons mm-hmm. i was behind that for example and i also got a lot of a lot of shit, even though the campaign itself won lots of awards, but I think you didn't actual, want to mention like, that so, one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. But it was it was not my it was not my idea to, you know, the product and the, that came to us sort of already done. And then I had to like make something kind of I don't know, something out of it. Uh, the ingredients were already there. They were not my responsibility. Um but it, but actually the, the actual campaign was very successful. But I think the project per se was not so well liked. I think 
you know, art of the sort of fashion often looks to art because I guess it's sort of it's the you know it's it's seen as the finer, finer or more more regarded uh, practice. So they often want to rub up against it. You know, fashion can be art, and I guess art can be fashion. Depends on where you put it. And I think, I think Virgil, when he was around, said something great in in this talk where he you know he had like this whatever, you know, he, he was Duchamp and he was all this kind of stuff, right? And he's like, this can, like this beaten up can can be, you know, if I place it here in the studio, it's trash and someone throw it away. When I put it in the gallery, you know, it could be art. It just depends on the context, and, which I kind of believe in a lot. And it, it is, it's also how do you frame it? What is it? What's around it? How much time do we spend on like what it is? But but I think I think when fashion and art intersect, I think it can be beautiful and great because it's just different types of creativity with different types of execution. And I guess on you know the, the, the pendant swings wider with art, of course, because you can kind of do anything. Is the whole idea, right? And you can be far more potentially, you know, political and be a, be a mirror of of today's society and world and, and how it interacts with it. Um, but I also think you know, in a way, fashion can be, however snobby it is, can also be more inter- democratic as more people can enjoy it in their on, on themselves and with themselves, the more personal. So. Um, yeah, there many maybe that is an answer to the question. World. Yeah, there are many rules in the art world kind of defining what is right or wrong, which yeah. I find a bit troublesome sometimes. I mean, I, I, I Me genuinely feel the art world should relax a bit more, <laughs> have more fun. Yeah, but the, the problem, I guess, is like that, you know, if they relax, it all falls apart, right? It's also <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's, it's both the greatest thing in the world and one of the greatest Ponzi schemes that was ever created uh, on the side of things. And I have many discussions with you know, friends of mine that are powerful in this world, very, very powerful in the art world. Um, uh, so I think, but that's what, this is also what attracts me. It's like the art world is both like extremely, you know, precious and, and, and academic and in one way, you know, uh, and on the other way, it's also like the wild, wild west. And, and, and it's like, uh, which I find attractive. It's almost there's no other industry, if you will, like yeah, that left. And I thought, I, yeah. But can I ask you? I mean, uh, just um, question popped up in my mind here. Like when you when you buy art, I mean, besides going through the blue ship galleries and the Vitor Schnabers of the world, do you also kind of scout new art, like explore new galleries, or uh, or or do you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am a fan, right? So mm-hmm. both. I mean, like. And I, I also like auctions a lot. So I like I, I look at all auctions, including if it goes from, again, the, from the blue chips down to Bukowski's in Sweden or Uppsala, Kunstwerk, or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, uh, so I do, and I use, like many others, Instagram to find artists mm-hmm. uh, that I like and talk to friends uh, that are more adventurous than I am uh, when it comes to that. And, and also, again, it's like, I guess I'm, even though I left Sweden at 99, I, I still feel comfortable around Swedes. So I also talk a lot and work with a bit the Swedish guy called Klaus Julin, who I think has fantastic taste and live in London and works yeah. with Sotheby's and one, and, but also helps me. He knows my taste. So he will pop me things here and there and go like, this would, I think you would like. And we've done some work together and I really like that. So yeah, I scour all the time. And I, you know, I, I have this, this young guy called Reginald Sylvester, who is like this amazing African-American 
painter in Brooklyn that like came out of nowhere that I've collected that I found randomly on Instagram many years ago. And uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Given that there are some uh, rules in the art industry of what's right and wrong, out of curiosity, like if you are now yourself venturing into, let's say, the art world yourself in terms of um, maybe, you know, creating, let's say, objects or, that you, well, that you could perceive as art, right? I mean, what's your yeah. view of that? And kind of, uh, can you unbox a bit the process, where you are in the process? What, yeah. yeah, you're really yeah. curious because I it was yeah. like... Chance, I saw on Instagram that you had created a new account and you started to kind of yeah. put up a lot of stuff. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, and it is, uh, again, very naive as everything else when I start something new. But I think this might be a long-winded answer, but I, I thought a little bit about it because it's it's formed, but it's also very not formed yet. So mm -hmm. it was more that I, for a long time, in a weird way, it's like I, I, I look at, a career or your life at certain chapters like you know like we had the first chapter which is effectively the when we started a we had creative agencies and pr agencies and all these kind of production companies in our sector which is fashion and that was chapter one and then like chapter two was then instead of having working for brands was to create brands and and run them and that's kind of where i'm at now uh and very very actively working on that and that is my job uh and my calling for that but you know, I'm 44 now, uh, and I want to. I, I often think two things. Uh, one, I learned from a guy called Pierre Roussel, who used to run the. the so a friend of mine who used to run the, the fashion section at LVMH. You know, he was the guy who you know hires Phoebe Philo and all this, right? And he said many years ago to you know you have to change on the way up. Very hard to change on the way down. So in a way, what I'm doing with, for, for example, I'm going through a massive change in frame. Frame is doing really well, but we're going through a massive change. And I was like, I'm trying to redo everything. You know, we're building an atelier, we're building everything uh, to, to to elevate it. Uh, and people are like, why are, you, why are you changing so aggressively? It's going well. But I said, like, no, you have to change now for what's coming next. And I think in the same way here, I think it takes it takes five years often to change. Uh, so I'm not getting any younger if I want to then try to maybe add towards my, my, my last stage of my career, possibly, in my last chapter, if I there need to find what actually is my true creative self and my true expression, much like you said around the photography, where I think I'm an art director's photographer, I do a little bit whatever you want uh, because I'm a fan. Uh, here, it's a much bigger challenge. It's like to start toying with the idea of if I have you know, a certain level of craft, I have a certain level of access, I have a certain level of experience in different in creative industries, how can I now use that and the little wisdom maybe plus energy that I have to find my, my true self mm -hmm. uh, creatively. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm starting to, to look at and do. And I don't know at all exactly what it is yet, but in true tradition, um, my nativity will be helpful, but and I'm kind of a little bit fearless where I don't care so much what other people think. I, I th think it's more important to do. Um, and I know that I will be met with, if I do it in any sort of public way, I will be met with lots of uh, doubt and criticism and uh, naysayers, but that usually just spurs me on. Uh, and it's happened the same every time I have switched out of the box, like from graphic designer to art director, creator to editor, 
to photographer to director to having a fashion brand to starting to do furniture and stores or whatever it might be there's always people who go like no you should not do that no you should not do that you can't do that uh and those are often the people who don't do anything uh so uh I ask you because i i don't know how, exactly how you you phrase it by kind of finding your true creative self uh so what is the core of Eric's kind of true creative self? Can you try to explain? Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out. So this, I, I don't know yet. So I'm, I'm spending a bunch of time now, you know, writing down thoughts and ideas and where it will land and what, what, is, what, what is it that I love and what, what do I feel like I have to make? What do I need to like, what do I have inside of me that I want to create? Um, and it's challenging because, I, as I said, I'm so excited by many things and newness and new exciting things. So th this I probably have to get back to you in like five years about, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But I, and I'm having conversations with people to spur this on. And I think this is an extremely exciting time just because of it. And, and I think now we're also with these extraordinarily powerful tools at hand, uh, specifically with, with AI, you can so you can move at such high quality when it comes to on a sketch level, at least to visualize your dreams and thoughts very fast. So it's it's which I find very interesting and extremely powerful. Um, it means it means nothing but the JPEG unless you do something with it. So it's you know it's just another tool, just like the iPhone was or Photoshop or anything like that. But but it's a it's it's, it's exciting because you can quickly see for yourself if it kind of holds or resonates with yourself, hmm. and that again. It suits my personality, at least. I think what I've learned listeners, is... I mean, uh, this might sound very abstract to them. So for the listeners, like, what are you actually experimenting with? Like, uh, can you describe in, in shape and form what you're working with? Yeah, so it, it, it kind of, I think, like, in, in, in respect of, like, my journey into actually, like, making... What I believe will happen, and I will be making physical things, is that I like I've, I've started making some furniture, which I think is not art per se, but I really like objects, right? So I really like furniture, and I collect furniture, and I'm obsessed with furniture, and so I want to make furniture. So often how it starts, I'm a fan. I learn a lot about it. Now I have an opinion, and I want to do it. I want to participate. So that's like in the works uh, a little bit, specifically for some of our stores, but also for my new house, and it's it's very just for me and a little bit for for frame because i think it's a nice story if you as a creative director try to apply yourself on, on many touch points so that's like a humbly start there if you will and then i started playing with i, I also really like sculptures and so i'm looking at what that means for me and i have a sort of a different sort of a few different sort of uh, a few different paths to go down but i'm you know also speaking to because again like i and this is probably again controversial at times but maybe not because you know i have no craft mm. in, in in like you know i'm no sculpture for example but so now i'm working with finding the right fabricator for it but saying that it's the same with jeff Koons or alex you know anyone it's like um that a lot of people work like that and i believe a lot it's the same as a film director or as i said like if you have a point of view and if you want to execute it to work with people to help execute that uh that's just the way i have always worked and that's sort of my practice like being an editor of a magazine or anything else uh so so right now i'm just exploring the physicality of the ideas there which is going to take some time and then 
And then I'm looking at in in the future. I, I've I've created a series of actual potential paintings um, that I'm doing tests on right now because again, like I absolutely cannot paint. But no, so so I so I so I create these sketches in the in the computer, and yeah. then I have found people are very good at painting, and I commission them to. I have tests out now to commission them uh, to paint my painting for me. Interesting. Yeah. So you're, you're um, exploring a, a totally different process as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and seeing if that comes in, and I, I had the first. I have actually had the first one back, and, and that was funny. I, I I had a JPEG picture of the. Maybe I shouldn't say this was funny. Test for the art world, and it's good. I was at a dinner two weeks ago, and I had a picture of this actual physical painting, and I sat next to someone who I know very well, but it's a big collector, and next to her was uh, Larry Gagosian, who I also know socially. Uh, and I said, why don't you show the picture to Larry and say, you bought this for $2 million. <laughs> and he's like, who's this? <laughs> and I was like, it's me, Larry. And he's like, well, this is interesting, but you know, you got me. <laughs> um, so is that, is uh, that where you're going to exhibit the first time? I highly, highly, highly doubt that. I, I, I also do this very much for myself and I don't think necessarily I will exhibit anywhere. It's very much, it's like a very personal project. It's like my, it's like, the beginning of a hobby and let's see if I enjoy it you know like I really I have a big day job but this I, I really like to constantly move forward and I think this is very helpful for me and for my sort of creative output it's just very like I get very excited I haven't been this excited for a long time I have to say I'm not I don't want to corner you with this question so I'm, I'm going to okay. quote Rick Rubin <laughs> another <laughs> favorite today, actually he wrote on Instagram today, two hours ago, art without meaning is just decoration. The art is in the idea. So obviously I'm curious, yeah. you know, in, in, in your own ventures into art, like what is kind of the idea behind the, the, the shape and form that you're describing? Well, so each each and every each different one that I'm exploring does have an idea about it that it, that is saying something uh, mm. and that I'm executing. I, I'm doing decoration with the furniture. Uh, for sure, <laughs> that's good. And I, you know, so I think, and I, I agree with that. It's like, and that's what everyone else is like. You want to say something, and I have, you know, in my thoughts, it's exploring, and this is maybe a little banal, but it's like everything from childhood to uh, class journeys to opinion on the world and how you see it and what you want to say about it. Uh, it's all, it's all in there. It's just then, what type of execution does that take? And there's things, you know, I want to say. Uh, that is, the, you know, that is personal, and or about the world. But, but um, I, I guess again, it's like it's controversial. Usually, if you if if you're if you're a very young person and you say I'm going to spend now five years doing an MA or whatever in art at Yale or whatever, which, and then go and be a you know highly collected you know institutional uh, museum artist or whatever, like you don't do the podcast before you've done anything you know so it's, it's all like the, the reverse right and but <laughs> that is also what excites me and that is what should excite also art in the art world because ultimately there should be no rules and it should be free and it should be whatever you do out of it like that is to me what art should be yeah. i agree uh, with you. And, and for everyone yeah. for everyone to do whatever and if they can do and and i spoke to this fabricator that is very prophetic and he said you know he's like actually because he only takes on so many people and I was like, I told him a little bit my story and what I potentially wanted to do. And I loved his reaction because he's like, you know, if you were another like angry 22 year old from, from, from the, I don't know, from Williamsburg, he's 
I wouldn't be so interested, but it's actually different. It's like, it actually makes me excited. And he's like a very intellectual guy and very smart. Uh, uh, but whatever, each one to their own. It's like, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do my thing. And then so, again, like no, no one has to like it. It is for myself. I mean, I, I found your, your kind of uh, new account. Uh, I don't know even how I found it because you had like 23 followers back then. <laughs> for that. No, it's only for myself again. Yeah. Like, I'm only doing this like literally for myself. So yes. if I haven't, share it, it, I haven't told anyone about it. You want to share it? No, 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 yeah. no, no. I don't even know how no, you found it. <laughs> I have no idea. Because my name is not on it either. And it, this is kind of what I, what I like. I just wanted to see. Yeah, I, I, I and it's not really for the art either. It's more AI stuff there. Yeah, no, I found it and I saw some energy, and that's when I reached out to you. And I was like, "Hey, Eric, are you are you starting to do art now?" And you're like, "Oh, well, you <laughs> you caught me." <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I've also been careful. There's there's more like you know design stuff really on that account because yeah, I was so yeah. blown away by the capabilities of very customized AI products. Uh, so I have been also art. careful actually not to put to, to put any of the proper art is actually not on there. No, that no one will see I that. I saw something in it. I, I the, the sculptural yeah. pieces, especially. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you would um, guess, kind of uh, looking into the future, um, do you see this new chapter unfolding, taking you to work fully with art and kind of closing down the commercial chapters of your life? Or no, I mean that's impossible. I mean, I say like you know, maybe I have something in five years, and like you know that's very very long time i might not even i might not even make it that far i might get bored on the way and then i was not meant to do this either i remember when, when we started frame a fellow friend of ours as well mickey schiller who started acne he told me you know eric this is not a sprint it's a marathon when you get into when you can run a fashion brand and because i had been with the agency that was very much sprints so like i'm a good i know again you have to know your personality i'm a good sprinter um, now I've been running this marathon with with the brand for ten years, so so I, he was totally right. And I, I don't know. I, we'll see if I'm set up for another marathon, uh, and then you can see where it takes it. But but you know, I, I my current mission is very defined. With with you know, this I want to. My mission is to make Frame a globally recognized and respected you know fashion brand. That's the mission at hand. And then you know, then I have what I call my passion projects that is there are even more than what you mentioned here you know it's like we're part of like we're opening a restaurant you know i've helped produce a, produce a film with Vito schnabel you know we uh, i'm doing some other thing investments as you said you know i've also set up helped set up another creative agency in new york and those guys are doing amazing projects and we have a cgi company you know which is very uh, exciting and so but they all kind of point to the same thing which is somewhat creative energy and I think it's like the two things I have it's like somewhat creativity and quite a lot of energy and then it's just how you channel that into different things so uh, what about filmmaking I, yeah. filmmaking yeah filmmaking you know I directed some commercials and stuff uh, I, I'm very impressed with the, feature film directors where I think it's like one of the hardest crafts look there at is. Ford, what he did I mean uh, that was totally unexpected and he yeah. did fantastic movie I mean yeah uh, he's I, you know he's he's he's, he's, he's he's incredible I again sadly I think the process of that is too long for me it's a bit like with architecture it's like I love it but the process is too long for my attention span and therefore I will fail and the same a little bit with film I also didn't think I'm a very good storyteller mm -hmm. at all 
I'm not, yeah. And again, it's like comes with age to really, I often, when I advise younger people, you know, say it's, it's as important to know what you're not as what you are. And I really know what I'm not, and I kind of know what I am by now. It took a few years, but so now you can play into that, right? Like I can, I can, I can edit my output and my, my interactions with things that suits me. And then I have found that I always have greater success. It doesn't go well when I, you know, if someone said like, even now, like we're renovating this house, it's going to in total have taken five years. It's like very hard to keep my energy. You know? <laughs> it's like hundreds and hundreds of these like, you know, design suggestions. And I kind of just want it to happen. And um, I kept your attention for 45 minutes, but I think maybe this is uh, where we start to wrap up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have any very, like direct, very maybe good, like specific answers because like, I agreed to do this because you're a friend and, and I thought it's kind of fun uh, to talk about something new than my usual stuff, but uh, so much is unformed. Uh, yeah, so much I, is not, this is not what I love. shape yet for me. This is what I love. I love the energy that you bring into this conversation, as always, of course. But I also like the, 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 the kind of honesty about where you are in the journey. And I think that's important. And I also appreciate that you actually challenge the art industry because I, I honestly believe that the art industry needs to be challenged. So for me, it's been really, really uh, inspiring okay. conversation. And uh, let's yeah. see. I mean, uh, yeah, you just... To be continued. To to be continued exactly so i mean to anyone listening to this um if if you're a fan of eric or not uh, you will probably see his name whether you want it or not <laughs> right in the art industry in the future both as a collector maybe. Uh, but maybe also as a fine artist yes uh, exactly or, or an average fan <laughs> an average fan <laughs> right <laughs> eric uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you today from your home in new york uh, this was the Art Bystander. I am Rola Philippe Kretschmar, and until next time, enjoy the spring. Thank you. <laughs>